This is Halftime with the Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, on WANM 90.5 on Saturdays from 1230 to 2. I am your host, Brian Houghton Jr., representing Broward County as per usual, and I'm feeling pretty good today. I'm feeling good. It's a little chilly outside. I also got some guys in the studio with me that's looking kind of chilly, too. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience, please. I am Michael Trim Jr. from the city beautiful Orlando, Florida. Okay, then. My name is Jeffrey Hood Jr., you know what I'm saying? Also known as Hefe in the building, repping the DMV in Atlanta area. What's going on? It's Jay Scott, the fresh man on the hill. Fresh man on the hill. Why does it sound like you in your intro? Oh, I should have gone first. <laughs> That's not like Mike in the intro. Let's Mike. get started, bro. Let's get like we got a lot to talk about today, Jeff. Let's so let's get started. First things first, fam. You just had homecoming. Hope everybody had a safe homecoming. How was y'all homecoming? It was good. First one, I, I gotta be way more financially responsible. That was crazy. No, that would get you caught up for sure. I spent, yeah. I, I bought a lot of family clothes. I ain't gonna lie. Nah, it was cool. I mean, I gave it a seven. Seven? You like last year better, or you like this year better? I like the year when I wasn't here. That was 2021. One mm. little baby. Yeah. Mm, not even on campus you come to family. That's typical for family homecoming. Yeah, that one was probably the best one. This one, it's like. No, this one's second. The first time I came here was first, and then the last year's homecoming was last. That was This your first homecoming, Jeff? Mm-hmm. It was cool. Mm-hmm. This is not your first homecoming. No, that's my second. It's the second one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, other than the festivities that we had at homecoming, fam, you played a football game, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know based on how much partying was going on during this week. Fam, you played Prairie View, and it was not close at all. Beat the brakes off them. Family ended up coming up with the win 45 to 7 and a dominant effort from everybody. Jeremy Moose, I think he had like 270 yards, mm-hmm. two, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Defense didn't let anybody score in the last 30 minutes of the game. It's it's, it's, it's crazy. What was, what was you guys' thoughts based off, off the game we was there? It's about time. Yeah, I'll be this, this is it's about time. Like, shut out the whole second half. It's about time. Like, it should not be hard to ask for this type of game every week. I mean, nobody can compete with us in the swag. I mean, why can't we do this on a weekly basis? It's about time Musa had a good passing percentage. I mean, about time there. It's about time my man Jamaria Sheree gets some looks. Almost 100 yards, right? It's about time. I just say it's about time. I think the biggest thing in this game was it was never in doubt who was in control of both um, offensive tempo and taking away um, the ball on defense as well. We had three interceptions, we forced three interceptions. Not once in any of the quarters was it in question who was in control of the game. So obviously we talk about FAMU and they talk about being a team of two halves, but this one was, was all FAMU. Not only did they hold them to only a touchdown, they held the quarterback to 93 yards passing. Crazy. Yeah. It's about time. It was a crazy game. The defense definitely lights out. Yeah, like you said, three picks, only holding the seven points, keeping them scoreless in the last 30 minutes of the game. Crowd was definitely rocking. I know a f- couple of us in here were at the game. It was Trim, rocking. Trim, you at the game? I was not at He was at ESPN Plus, I understand. <laughs> the rest, the rest I had my overalls on. Hey, no, Jeff had his overalls. Jeff, Jeff was showing out for homecoming. He, well, looked, he, looked, like Mr., he looked like Mr. Fam, you out there. It was <laughs> okay. The crowd was electric. The team was, the team was hitting hard. And then we clinched, we clinched Swag East. Swag East. First time. Swag East. And I believe we hosted first time between, uh, the Swag Championship in Tallahassee. With one more, with yeah. one more yeah. win. One more, one, more, one more conference win that we're going to host. It's probably going to see the playoff game here at FAMU. Never oh, got th- I might not be there, but yeah. I'll no, you're not going to be there because you're not a dedicated fan like that. No, because it's my birthday the following day. I'm not staying in Tallahassee. All right, I know why he lost me on that one. I know why he wasn't here, but I was going to lie to the audience anyway. So how what are we how are we feeling about family potentially hosting the playoff game here at Bragg Memorial? I don't think it's potentially. I think we will host it cuz mm. Saturday showed us like how we can win games and how we can sustainably win games and control leads and dominate like we've been all talking about for weeks now. Our defense is special. We're number one in the swag. I didn't know that. Like, looking at it, I didn't know yeah, that. No, well, we knew. We knew. But <laughs> they just didn't show it. Yeah, but I think Saturday against Prairie View showed us how we can win games and be a dominant team, and that's on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, just moving along with that point, I think this upcoming Saturday, November 4th, when we play Alabama A&M, we're going to clinch it to host it here. But I feel like it should be a domino effect. It should roll over to the next game and the next game. I don't want to go back, revert back to the Southern game where we getting penalties, where we getting behind the line of, get line of scrimmage. No, I want it to keep rolling over, be a domino effect. And hopefully we can do that in Celebration Bowl or the FCS playoffs, just depending on what we decide. But I feel like this should be a good start and a clean sheet just to keep tallying on the board. And continuing on the domino effect, I think hosting that game will give us obviously an edge because if we end up getting Southern again in the, in the uh, SWAC championship, their home advantage played a large part of that game being close. For sure. So 
well, hosting it at Bragg will definitely give us an edge. I think Coach Willie Simmons said this is the best game he's seen the team play so far. I, I, think, I totally I think agree. All, I think we're all in agree. <laughs> yeah. I think on both sides of the ball, we were dominant. You know, I know in the past we've questioned Musa and, you know, his, his throwing sometimes. But, you know, this game, I think it was one throw that was, like, just a little over. But, yeah. but everything else, but, like, I think up. the receiver still could have caught it. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame it fully. I don't, know, I don't, about, that I don't know about that one. The one in the end zone? No, there was nah, no that catching that one. Yeah. That was nah, bad ball. You know, somebody said, you put two hands on the ball, you catch that. So, I feel like he had the opportunity to catch that. So, But Musa played a good game. We had a good offense, good defense. Hopefully, fam, you can get it rolling. We can see, we can see some playoffs here in Tallahassee. Never been to a family playoff game. I don't think anybody here has. I think last no, time was sir. last time was 1998 or something like that. Mm, I wasn't wow. born. Yeah, none of y'all were born. Wasn't even born. Yeah, none of y'all were born. But were you born, Brian? Uh don't depends on the month. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the month. Depends on the month. But moving on to our next topic, guys, we have some other college football going on right now. Top four of the rankings. If the playoffs were to start today, it'd be Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. But I'm curious to know with the season still going on, if college football were to start, the playoffs were to start right now, who do you guys think should be in the playoffs? I like that order. Mm -hmm. I just things need to be switched. Well, no, I take that back. I don't I don't like the rankings and I don't like that order. Number one should be Georgia. Number two should be Michigan. Yes, they might not play nobody, but it's Michigan. Michigan's playing some great ball. Three, I'm going Ohio State after that Penn State win. They destroyed them without not even the key players out there. And four, I'm going Washington. I mean, Washington's self-explanatory. I don't think I need to explain it. I mean, they put too much pressure on you to make every possession count. Florida State, yes, they are great. I'm not denying that. They have a good duo with Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman. That's a great duo, great but duo. I just, I haven't seen them play it against a physical team where it's like, all right. You know, the closest game I could say they've been in a tight situation was Boston College. Boston College. And that's Boston College. I mean, last time we talked about Boston College, other than Zay Flowers was what? Matt Ryan? So. That's crazy. You're crazy. I mean. But I understand it. I understand. Uh, what do you think, Trent? I like the rankings, but I would have Georgia at number one. Michigan at two. Georgia is the number one. I would have them at number one. Oh, you would have. Oh, okay. yeah. My bad. Yeah, I would have them at number one because they're the defending champions. They haven't done nothing to lose their spot, so I'd have them at number one. I'd have Michigan at number two. Ohio State at number three, and I'd still have Florida State at number four just because, well, that's what I'm predicting will happen and end up because Florida State has, their schedule is not as tough as Washington's to end it off because the Pac-12 has been really competitive. And it's weak. Their schedule is weak. Thank you. Keep going, though. You, you the proved my point. Why? <laughs> no, the schedule is definitely weak, but if Washington can come out and pull out those Ws. They are. I think, I think so. And he's going to start this weekend with um, USC. I think they are. They have a chance. And I definitely think they deserve it. I like the top four. I just have a question, though. So what happens when Michigan and Ohio State stay in the top four and they play the game at the end of the year? Do you have that one loss Michigan team out of the top or one loss Michigan or Ohio State team out of the top four? If, okay, let me ask them you. Let me, Washington team? let me answer that. I think whoever wins is going to stay. Whoever loses, the committee is still going to find a way to keep them in there. Just I, for, I think so, too. Just, just for money purposes only. I feel like they're going to keep them in there just for money purpose only because they lost a lot of money last year mm -hmm. due to the fact that the Georgia um, TCU, TCU game. So I feel like they're going to find a way to keep them in there. I just – Florida State just don't sit right if, with me. If Ohio State blows out Michigan or vice versa, then the team that lost, that, that takes that L, and Washington still undefeated, I think Washington didn't get in. The thing is, you can't hold Florida State out of the top four. If they go on go undefeated and win the, the ACC championship, you got to have a conference championship team in the top four. So you're going to have a Big Ten championship team, going to have an SEC championship team in the ACC. Now, again, do you replace the Big Ten championship loser with, say, Washington or Oregon? Mm, I then see, you have the I one see where you're going with that, but they're going to find a way. I just know the committee. They always find a way just to leave somebody in there just for the simple fact. Like, for example, TCU, mm -hmm. they shouldn't have been in there, but granted, they did win, but it wasn't even close. Yeah. That, was, that, was that was easily one of the most boring college championship games I've ever seen in my entire life. Boring, man. I've turned that off second quarter. I was not watching that anymore. I'm sorry. Really quick for y'all, how do we like George's audience? doing it again this year they have a chance it just depends on brock bowers yes he's out this year they still look really good they still look good yeah and a lot of people saying they might not look good carson beck is a question mark but hey i think he answered them wasn't questions the, for y'all wasn't the question for georgia this year was they really haven't played anybody yeah the schedule too yeah it was the quarterback the schedule just oh they got some games coming they have up some game. they got missouri but that's some they games yeah they, missouri, missouri, miss, and they play at tennessee i guess i guess the, any other season is going to really show us how tough this uh, yeah. Georgia and, team and is. It's, it's also going to come to see if Carson Beck, can can he really lead the team, you know, without Brock Bowers. I mean, yes, Grant, they do have some good other key pieces, but nobody's as good as Brock Bowers in college football. So I'm curious. Alabama's ranked number eight right now, and I was talking with somebody before the recording. 
Go I, ahead. No, um, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Alabama seven and one, number one in the SWAC West. If they went out, obviously beat LSU. Uh, SEC, 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 I mean, SEC, SEC West. My bad. Yeah, you good. Go Rattlers. Yeah, they're uh, number one in the SEC West. If they went out, beat LSU this weekend, and then obviously make it to the SEC Championship game, do y'all think they can beat Georgia and make it into the college football playoff? Who? Bama? Yeah. That's a stretch from <laughs> to, to top four. There's a lot of ifs. Number one, they got to beat LSU. And obviously everybody else in front of them. And, and, and yeah, and I don't think I don't think we can see Washington make a huge drop off like USC. Yeah. I don't think you can see another big drop off in the Pac-12 like that from Oregon. So it's a reach. I see where you're going, but they got to beat LSU first. They got to beat LSU first. No, it's in Tuscaloosa this year. Yeah. So, I don't know. The defense is playing well, but as y'all know me, I'm not sold on Jalen Nero. I mean, I can play Jalen Nero's job. So, but I I see the vision. I just, it's just, there's a lot of ifs and there's a lot of praying on everybody else's downfall to get in there. Yeah. And plus, I don't, I don't think Alabama's resume compares to Washington's resume. Even if Washington drops a game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think the resume compares to Bama. So, but what if you have a strength of schedule versus an undefeated record? Because I mean, if Washington doesn't, if Washington doesn't lose, do you have that Alabama team with their strength of schedule higher over than over them? No, yeah, okay. no, yeah. It's, oh, not, no, it's also not like Washington's not having some tough. Yeah, that's what I Yeah, yeah. So. That's what you're saying. So do we have that conversation if they went out and then beat Georgia? I still don't have to do the top four. I, I, I still don't think there's a I, there's a small conversation, but it's not a huge conversation and just how it was last year when TCU took their spot over. I don't think that's going to be a big conversation. So okay. that's my take on it. Okay. All right, guys, moving on to our next topic here. College basketball is back. Yes, sir. I mean, Jeff, Jeff is super excited. Is, Jeff loves this time of year. It's me right here, baby. So I'm telling you. The college rankings are currently out right now. Mm-hmm. One, who do you got? What do you guys think about the college rankings? And I know it's super early. Super early, but who do you see potentially winning the championship, the NCAA championship this year? All right, let me take this. I'll start off, fellas. Um, honestly, I don't like the rankings. Purdue, yes, yeah, Zach Eady, but they don't have good ball carriers, so I don't like them. I don't like them at three. That's just me. I like UConn over them. I like Marquette over them. I even like Michigan State over them just because of how many veteran players they have. Creighton is cool. It's fine with that. Tennessee, that's fine. FAU, no. FAU, tennis. <laughs> no. I'm not going to. FAU at tennis. That's crazy. Tight. Over at Gonzaga, too? No. I think Arizona has a lot to show with Caleb Love, Kylan Boswell. That's going to be a great backcourt duo right there. Gonzaga is questionable. They have Dusty Stromer, freshman coming in, and other players there, too. A lot of key players did leave, though, but question mark up in the air with that. Kentucky at 16, I like it. You like it? Yeah, I'm a Duke fan. You know I like it. I love it, boy. Speaking of Duke real quick, Jeff, I see we got, they got Cooper Flag committing now. Yes, sir. For those of you that don't know Cooper Flag, I think he's projected, what year is that, 2020? 25. 25, first round, uh, number one pick in the draft right now. Number one. Number one uh, prospect, regardless of class, regardless at of that. Class, yeah, so yes. six, nine, six, nine, four can do it all. On White the Kevin Durant can do it all, yes. White Kevin Durant is crazy. Duke has now signed another great Caucasian for the Duke franchise. Many of many of those, Christian Leitner's, J.J. Reddick's. Is there another one I'm missing? Grayson Allen. Grayson, Grayson, Grayson Allen. Allen. Kyle Filipowski. I mean, he's playing great, there now. But. A, lot of great, a lot of great white players at Duke. They really know how to get the top great talent. It's it's insane, actually. So, Jeff, talk to me real quick. What do you think Cooper Flagg is doing at Duke? We, we think if freshman of the year you think he even cares because he's going to the league anyway okay well i mean it really depends to be honest i mean it depends on who we get this year to be honest with you because if we do let's say we do get cooper flag let's say we got all right we got cooper flag we got that right let's say we get dylan harper okay let's let's just imagine you know this this is my dream draft class so you gotta let me you gotta let me dream right all right all right go ahead we get dylan harper correct okay then we get vj out of new york I can't pronounce the last name. I'm just saying VJ. We get VJ, correct? And then we get a good, decent, good, decent center. I feel like just because our returning players on the team this year is going, some of them are going to stay because they didn't play much. I feel like this, this could be a team just like it was with Zion, 
Cam, a team by the RJ, way that did not yeah that didn't that didn't go through. Very under very underwhelming team. I don't know how that team did not win. I mean I know Cam yeah. Reddish. I feel like Cam Reddish should have. It was Cam, I don't know. I don't he, know. He, he was he was, mis, he was misused he was really, sometimes. He was really inconsistent during that time. I guess we can kind of blame it on the fact that you have RJ Barrett and Zion on the team mm -hmm. already. So like you're if Cam Reddish at that point wasn't used to being a third option at all. So the fact they had to share the ball with Zion and, and RJ Barrett left and let us like yeah. it, led, it led us a question on like what Cam Reddish was capable of doing on that. I think I think honestly our ceiling our ceiling is obviously winning the championship but in, in my ceiling in my eyes I think they could go to final four mm -hmm. just depends on how healthy everybody is final four so they got potential but this team this year oh no we're winning it all we're winning it all I, I, was I the last time Duke that. won the national championship 2015 2015 mm -hmm. and it's the same I feel like in my eyes this we have the same constructed roster how it was 2015 we have a good guard in Jeremy Roach we have another good guard in Tyrese Proctor now, the four situation can be up in the air. I hope they don't run three guard and put Jared McCain in there. I really hope they don't because we're gonna be kind of small. But if we do, I see why for shooting purposes. And then we have Kyle Filipowski, which is a dog, seven foot dog. And then Ryan Young, he's okay, he's acceptable. You know, he can't jump over a phone book, but he's acceptable, you know? So this team, this team right here is Natty. Natty written over it just because of the chemistry and just the talent that is there. Absolutely crazy that you go, you went capable of like the 2015 team? Yes. Let's look, let's look who was on Jeremy that. Jeremy Rose. Let's look, let's look who was on that 2015 roster. And, and, I, and, I'll, compare, and I'll compare let's, everybody as you talk. Go. We have Justice Winslow. Justin Winslow's another Mark Mitchell. Jilla Both can't. Jilla Ogafor, we have. He was an animal at Duke. He was, and I feel like Christian Rees can step up big this year. He didn't play last year, but I feel like he can step, step up big. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, Jeremy Roach right there. Great, great guard. Quinn Cook. You got Tyrese Proctor right there. Oh my God, you, you, you guys hear me? NBA talents. I'm, I'm saying right, I'll meet right there. Right now. I'm just, yeah, I'm, just I'm, I'm just, I'm just comparing right there. Go, keep going. I'm not gonna go. We don't care about Marshall Pumby all that much. That's how much. But I'm just Grace saying. Allen, also Grace Allen. Well. Grace Allen is a young hustler player. I mean, we got we got a lot of hustler players. Jared McCann can get down and get dirty. Caleb Foster coming off the bench can get down and get dirty, make hustle plays. TJ Power, which nobody really talks about, is a sniper. And Matt Jones. Matt Jones. I mean, I can't really compare him anybody on the team All, but. I just need how many NBA players is that uh, one two three four five that's five NBA five. players on one on and one. did I compare Ryan Young anybody before I say no. this okay all the people I compare them to they're all going to the league so hmm. yeah okay okay how many people is that going to the league Jeremy McCann's going to the league Jeremy Roche is going to the league Kyle for the past is going to the league I said Mark Mitchell and I feel like I'm missing one more Cooper no, I'm not Cooper Flag. No, I'm missing one. More. Jeremy McCann. If I if I said Jeremy, oh Tyrese Proctor. Tyrese Proctor's going to lead too. He should have went last year, but I'm glad he stayed. So I think I think we're going to win it this year. But our biggest competition is always going to be is always going to be UNC. It's always going to be UNC. Kentucky. People say Kentucky's going to give us a run for our money. I doubt it. But yeah, what you think though, Trim? I definitely think Kentucky. It's gonna give y'all enough for their. Where's Kentucky? Where's Kentucky ranked? Sixteen, and they're all full of freshmen. Seventy-five percent of their roster is freshmen. Hey. And you saw how Duke ended with Zion, Cam, RJ, Trey. It didn't work. You're right. So what makes what makes out of everybody Cal when he had Anthony Davis, Kyle, Kyle Anthony Towns? Who else he had? He had Devin Booker come off the bench, I believe. Yes, yes. and he I'm didn't not. win. I'm not saying Kentucky's gonna, you know, make a run to the Final Four or the National Championship game. I just think they're gonna be better than what their 16 uh, ranking is yeah, saying. Sure, I'm, I'm not taking FAU I think they have the SEC freshman of the year and SEC six men of the year on their team with uh, DJ Wagner and Rob Dillingham. You think Rob coming off the bench? Rob is definitely coming off the bench. Oh, I don't know about that one. Rob is coming off the bench. Mm. You got I like DJ Wagner a lot. You got DJ Wagner at the one. I believe I believe when they was in Canada or they was out the country, I think both of them were starting. I don't think because I think I think um Kyle Kyle came out and said that Rob has the green light out of everybody. So why would he be on the bench? I don't know. But keep going. I was looking at the projected starting five. They had Wagner at the one, Adele Thero at the two. He's terrible. Antonio Reese, uh, fifth year. <laughs> Uh, Justin Edwards, freshman, and then Trey Mitchell. That's CBS's projected starting five. So, uh, we, Rob Dillingham might start, but I would see him more as an ideal six man, you know, cook the second unit. Have play that Devin Booker or that Booker played in 2016. I don't know. I mean, I, mean I, I get it, but are they, answer this, are they better than UConn? I don't think so. Okay. Are they better than Michigan State? Uh, this conversation is bad, but. Are they better than Kansas? No. All right. So, I just named you three or four teams in the top ten. 
I don't I see why they're at 16. That just answers. That just helped me answer my question. I think they're better than Texas A&M, Arkansas, of course, Miami, of course, Zona. Arkansas is question just because how scrappy they are, and I I think Kentucky's punch, bunch of pretty boys on there. Bunch of pretty boys. Yeah, so that's just that's just three teams right there. Got to put them at 13. I think they're mm-hmm. better than Zona. Got to put them at 12. I don't think they're better than Gonzaga. I think they're better than Florida Atlantic. Of course. Got to put them at 11. Tennessee, no. They're not better than Tennessee. I think they're better than Houston, though. That's a question. That, that That's a conversation right there. That's a good conversation right there. I can see why. They're definitely, I think right now, preseason rankings, I think they're a top 10 team. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Who do you have winning freshman of the year? DJ Wagner. Are we talking about SEC or just? No, like point blank period. College basketball, who do you have winning? I'm, I mean, DJ's in that conversation, but you got Isaiah Coyler and at USC there. You got... Who else? I'm missing somebody. Oh, Elliot, Elliot Cadeau. He's a candidate. Uh, yeah, he, he's to, a great candidate, actually. I'm trying to find a fight, though. My, 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 my freshman year, I'm going to have to go with TJ Power. This might be crazy, but I got to see my vision. He can shoot the ball. He can defend. He's a 6'9 forward that no, like, coming into, nobody was really talking about him. You know, Jerry McCain took the shine. Sean Stewart took the shine, Caleb Foss took the shine, but the whole time in camp, everybody's talking about TJ Power. TJ Power this, TJ Power that. TJ Power has the chance to start, not only start, but to make make his presence known whether he's starting or coming off the bench just because how how efficient he can shoot, get into the rim, and how he can defend. I can see DJ, but I think DJ sometimes is a little bit streaky. He could be on a consistent rate, but I have to see that with all that freshman talent around him. That's my take. I'll throw another name out there. Uh, Stephon Castle from UConn. Yes, he could too. It just it just depends how they use him. If they use him as a primary guard, yes, he's in, he's in that conversation. But if not, then I don't see it. Isaiah Collier is a dog as well. I think he has a chance to, but we'll figure that out. All right, guys. Look, college basketball is, is almost here. When's the, when's the season start, Jeff? Next week. Next, Next week. week. I know family plays play, play soon as well. Yeah. Um, we got some. We got University of Tennessee, on. the women play University of Tennessee first game, November 11th. Mm, you know we're going, to the, we're going to the Oregon game. For sure. Yeah, November for sure. 20th. I know that day. We're going to the Oregon game. <laughs> I know that day like it's my birthday. November 20th, I'll be there front and center. But moving on to some professional sports, we got the NFL. Um, starting off, we have a big game this week. We got the Dolphins versus the Chiefs in Germany. Yeah, across that game the, is crazy. That's way across. Did y'all see the Mike McDaniel, uh, the press conference? What was it about? Before, I, say, before I say what he, I think you're going to say. Nah, he just came in cracking jokes. It was just funny. He was like, oh, I seen something here. else. There was like, he vapes or something. I was like, Mike <laughs> that's what I saw. I, was like, I like that. Mike McDaniel. He's I like hilarious. I feel like the NFL is too serious at times. Yeah. And then, you know, when he you have in a coach, crack a joke. Yeah, when the coach comes in here and, and eases all the pressure, I, li- I like that. So, going into this game, um, Chiefs just came off of a nasty L against the Broncos. The Broncos. Patrick Mahomes had the Let's ride. Nasty L. Let's <laughs> ride. Let's Bron- ride. Um, I think it was 15. The Chiefs beat the um, Broncos 15 straight times. Yeah. And finally breaking that streak, um, I guess Russell Wilson really did something. I don't I, It was kind of crazy. Hey, he might have won the locker room right there. I mean, they were just out hanging out for well, Halloween. Let's slow down a second here. Let's slow down. They was hanging out during Halloween. Might have won mean, the locker room. I, that's the bare minimum. Let's 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 win some football games. So coming into this game, probably the most exciting game of the week. What are you guys thinking? Who do you have winning in Germany, Kansas City or Miami Dolphins? I feel like mm, just just to rephrase your question, I feel like who needs it more? I think the Dolphins need it more, and I feel like who's gonna win is probably the Dolphins because of how we bad think they the, need. We think the Dolphins need it more. Yes, because too. because Why? listen, yeah, they had the first test against the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. They failed. They had another test against the Eagles. Yep. They failed. Now you have a third test against the Chiefs. I mean, it's your third try. You're, you're six and two right now. I think that this game is gonna be a really personality game. We see how Miami is going on in the season. Again, they had two tests early in the season and they failed. They played some lackluster teams. They got some success. They dropped 70 on the Broncos before that. So we really don't know a lot about this Miami team. I know we have a lot of um, like, hype around the young. The we, young know they coach. Got Ty- we know they got Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill. I was we gonna know. say. Now, what's gonna be interesting in this game is. McDaniels likes to get the ball out to their playmakers for Miami. A lot of it in space, especially with Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs secondary did get dotted up by Russell Wilson, but they're young and they're talented, so I don't know if that's going to be an, an issue trying to air it out against them. I still have the Dolphins in this matchup, but I think the Dolphins need it more. It really tells you what this team now, is going to be. Now, my question to you is, with the Chiefs coming off the nasty L against the Broncos and Patrick Mahomes kind of turning the ball over more this season, I think Travis Kelsey said something too, um, about this too on his podcast. He's looking for this game for a tune-up because after this game, they got to play the Eagles too. 
And mm-hmm. if you're losing, you're losing against the Broncos, you lose against the Dolphins, Dolphins, and your offense isn't as good as we normally like expected to be coming into this game. Why would the Chiefs not need it more? Like if we lose this game, now we're six and three, and now we're like continuing bad habits of Patrick Mahomes turning the ball over, where the offense isn't as like good as it used to be. The defense actually looks like the best part of the Kansas City team right now. So coming into this game, like why do we, why do we think the Dolphins need it more? Just because they haven't played tough teams. I mean, as they opposed need to it. the Chiefs, where they're. They on a bad streak of football because right now. they're not under the hot seat like it's always can the Dolphins do it are the Dolphins just some motion pretty boys or are they gonna get down and dirty and be able to pass that test when that time comes the Chiefs they prove it they done it they got their rings so the Chiefs are gonna be the Chiefs they're valid yeah. Absolutely. yeah they're valid but the Dolphins what can you honestly say like oh you've been there or oh, you almost got there oh Tua got hurt you would have got there if you I mean, it's time. It's time to show up, and I feel like they are going to do that. What do you think, though, Trim? Nah, I agree with everything y'all said. The Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. They're the defending champions. The Dolphins, they're, what, 6-2 and two right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both teams are 6-2. And, and they lost to the Bills, a contender, and then they lost to the Eagles, a contender. The other teams that they beat, they're not really good football teams right now. Yeah. So this Chiefs game, if they can beat the Chiefs, I mean, they're going to be at the top of the AFC and one of the teams to beat and the team to come out the AFC. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like the Chiefs need it more, especially the Patrick Mahomes already has eight interceptions on the season, and he has the lowest QB rating he's had of his career. I got a question, Brian. I got a question, right Brian. How many quarterbacks right now would you take over Patrick Mahomes? Zero. Okay, so that does, <laughs> not, that does but, not matter. But if we're looking at his offense right now, right, the offense, other than Travis Kelsey, what do we have? Nico Hartman came back. Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah oh, yeah. Pacheco. We beat the Broncos with that. Jared McKinnon. We have Patrick Mahomes. That's we have Patrick Mahomes. If there's anyone that could turn it around, it's Patrick Mahomes. I will give okay. you that. I, be- I believe. The, game, I believe the rookie name is Rashid Rice. Rashid Rice. Yes, he's showing up like as well. So this game would be the game that the Chiefs need to turn it around because you don't want to lose against the Dolphins and then you lose against the Eagles. Like at this point in the season, we're looking oh, they're at not losing against the Eagles. If you're losing, what? If they're, they're not, not losing against, against the Eagles. Why they're not losing to the Eagles? Because they're not losing. You're crazy. You're crazy. Like we don't have the opportunity. They could lose against the Dolphins and lose against the Eagles and still win the division. Thank you. The division is terrible. We're, we're not worried about the division. It's like we're we're, we're talking about like and Chargers and everything. We're not worried about that. If we're like you said, we have Patrick Mahomes on our team. Mm-hmm. If we have Patrick Mahomes, we're looking to win the whole thing again. And if you can't, Patrick Mahomes himself will tell you we can't win the whole thing again if we're practicing bad football. You're right. Turning the ball over is practicing. Travis Kelsey is saying dropping balls, missing blocks is practicing bad football, and we don't want to continue these habits for the season. If our aspirations is to win again. I have a question, Brian. If they drop these next two games, the Dolphins and the Eagles, and they make it to the playoffs at what, 11 and 5, 10 and 6? Are you concerned? Are you going to be concerned? Are you I'm definitely, still- I'm more concerned if they're dropping those games because I'm seeing a Patrick Mahomes turn the ball over more than I've ever seen him turn the ball over. Are you going to pick them to make it to the AFC Championship game? Am I going to pick them? I don't know. AFC is tough. Bengals are definitely turning around. I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not as sold as I would be in the past if their, if their offense looks like this. What's the most important position in football? Quarterback. And who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes. Stand no business. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I'm just making sure. We can't just use this name and be like, ah, Patrick Mahomes turn around. He's had eight interceptions already in the season. Even, we have half a season left. You're right. Play. Even if they don't They're make turning it. the ball over like crazy. The, def- the defense is the best part of the Chiefs right now. Absolutely. Would you ever have said that before in the past? No. Absolutely not. They turned it up last year. Don't disrespect like that. They did not turn it up last year. Don't get me wrong. They turned it up last year. But they weren't. that wasn't the best part of their team. Under Stags, their defense plays well when they need it the most. In the Super Bowls when they were down uh, to the 49ers, down by 10 points. Okay, they turned yeah, it up. Say that. My bad, Jeff. And then <laughs> against the Eagles, down 10 points again. There you go. Much better. Now, do you think you can lose a game against the Dolphins? The hypothetical lose the game against the Eagles mm-hmm. and then still feel like now nah, we can just turn around at any point. You think they can just flip the switch, or is that something you have to practice? I mean, I think so. If you're Super Bowl champion, you're able to flip the switch. It's just depending on how that locker room is. Yeah. After two L, after two L's against two good teams, especially with the Dolphins in your AFC, you don't think the Chiefs at some point would have to see the Dolphins in the playoffs? Mm, they would, but have we seen two in the playoffs before? Well, no. Because okay, have, but have first. we seen Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? We've seen Tyreek Hill in the playoffs. We've seen Patrick We've seen Jalen Ramsey in the playoffs. That boy, that boy Trent's standing on business. Just, like, We're just throwing out big names with, like, because we've done it in the past. Have yeah, we seen Patrick? Have we seen, seen, seen Tua Lord in the playoffs? Have, to, you have, to have we seen it. him in the playoffs? Our, so if we haven't seen him in the playoffs. We don't know whether he's good or bad. But I do know what he has on his team. I do know what that offense can do and what they're capable of. Outside and if, of this like, year, and if the Chiefs let that can, that Dolphins team do what they've been doing to some of these other teams this season, then like it's gonna be a long day for that team. As good as the defense is playing right now for them, the Dolphins have one of the best, if not the best, offense in the league. If Tua didn't have a year like this year that he's having right now, he'd be getting replaced and at the end of the offseason. So 
if why? he didn't have a year like he had a good year last year too. He just oh, got he's hurt. He's injury prone. Yeah, that was the oh whole a thing. concussion. Man, he, had, it, he had three. My bad. He had three. My bad. He not just one. My bad. He, he could survive small car accidents. I apologize. He had to take taekwondo lessons to learn how to fall. We're not worried about the doctors. how you get better. It's how you get better. I don't matter to me. Wait, we? Hold on. <laughs> you 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 a Chiefs fan? My pops a Chiefs fan. You know. He said, "I heard we." You know, I hear somebody say we. I'm on it. Okay. I don't root for the Chiefs. So we're, especially because we're talking about the Dolphins. This Dolphins team is a good Dolphins team, regardless of like you know they lost to the Eagles, they lost to the Bills, but whatever. I feel like this Dolphins team still has still has Tyreek Hill on track for two thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Still have Jalen Waddle. You just got Jalen Ramsey back. Mm-hmm. Xavier Howard's coming back. Mm-hmm. You have Raheem Mostert out there. Mm-hmm. You got Bradley Chubb. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good, right? Absolutely. Because they play good too, sir. But is your quarterback going to perform in the playoffs? I haven't known to. We haven't known to it to not play well already, especially when you have this. Have we seen him perform in the playoffs? We well give him his opportunity. He Trent. might he might be Jim. in the playoffs and play like Jimmy G. Well, no, nah, that's Jimmy G just got benched today like right for there. a rookie. Let's, let's slow down a second here. You think two was getting benched for a rookie? Absolutely not. That's not happening at all. He's not gonna get benched. Who's because who's behind him? I know. Skylar Thompson. Yeah, yes. that's my best. Because I don't think he's yes, there. Scott, he might not even be there, there no more. He's, there I, he's, I don't think he's there, buddy. When it matters most in February and January, Patrick Mahomes will be two. there, and he'll lead your team to victory. Two at this point in the season already at 2,400 yards, 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions, with a QB rating of 108. Pretty good. He's you looking wanna, like, you like him over Patrick Mahomes. Do I like him over Patrick Mahomes? Uh-huh. If Patrick Mahomes keeps playing it's like just this, yes I'm or no. To it. If just Patrick yes, Mahomes, yes keeps or playing, no. If Patrick Mahomes keeps yes playing no. like this, he wanted to It's just yes or no. If Patrick Mahomes keeps playing yes like this, no. I just answered your question. If Patrick Mahomes keeps playing like this, I'm taking two. You keep bringing up the interceptions on, on Patrick Mahomes. How many of those was really his fault? Because I mean, we, we think about the game with uh, uh, the I think it was the Lions game when Tony exactly. was Kadarius just Tony. fumbling that's, the ball. That's, that's he's going to he's still going to have this team, guys. This team is still going to be there. So right. so, so let's so let's subtract those Tony drops. He has five. All right, now now three. No, no, Tony did not equate to three interceptions. Okay, he two. Did. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, two. Patrick Mahomes has had some bad. Okay, passes two. This we're season, at six. Guys. Okay, we're at. He's six. had some bad passes. This we're season. at six. It's not like six. you want Tua to be your quarterback rather than Patrick Mahomes. That's I what it sounds. Not at all. I'm okay, not so even, why are we nitpicking Patrick Mahomes? Like that's what happens when you're great. You have I'm to nitpick saying. these terrible throws. I'm just saying. Whether he has a terrible throw or not, Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's still the quarterback that you want to lead your team. Playing than how he's playing right now. Yes or no? Say that one more time. He's way more capable of playing better than how he's playing right, right now. Exactly. Yes, no. And Patrick, this is the and worst so he's season. He's not Patrick, doing it. This is the worst season of Patrick Mahomes' career. He's still the best quarterback in the league. And what is that? Still six and two. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, bro, what are we doing? He's he, he's the best quarterback as what he's done in the past. Is he the best quarterback this season? Yes. Ooh. Best quarterback in the league. Hmm. I don't care what he's done this year. He's still the best quarterback. Hmm. He could miss hmm. the playoffs. I'd still pick the Chiefs to come out of the AFC next year. Hot take. Next <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Crazy, crazy statement. We'll write that down. Don't worry. We'll come back to that at some point during the season. Jeff, speaking yes. of hot seats. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hot seats, my God. Ah, uh, yes, I love this hot seat. Come Jesus on, talk Christ. to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. The 49ers have lost three straight games. Uh-huh. Yes, we have. Let's hold on a second here. Let's, let's yeah, up. let's run it through. Let's let's pull up who we got, who we, who you guys lost to. Vikings, Browns, Perfect. and now the Bengals. Wait, wait, what's, what was the quarterback you guys lost to for uh <laughs> for uh We don't know his name. Bro, I believe... We don't know his name. Oh my god. We don't know bro. his name. Okay, buddy. We talking about um the Browns? Yes. Um PJ Walker? PJ yep, Walker. PJ Walker, yeah. yes. We got the PJ Walker. Ding, ding, yes. ding, sir. If this yes. was Family Feud, that's number one answer. <laughs> Survey, says. Survey says that's the number one answer, buddy. Jeff, defend it. Yes. So we lost three straight games. No, I am not worried. No. Now, a couple of these passes Brock Purdy has been throwing, I don't like them, if you're going to be honest. Brock Purdy has made me a little bit nervous. I mean, he threw two cross-body passes in the Bengals game, and I was screaming the whole time saying, no. Like, as loud as ever, you could hear my apartment. I'm screaming no because he thinks he thinks he's off the leash. He's acting like he's off the leash, and he's not. He needs to get real back in. Kyle Shannon needs to reel him back in. We don't have Debo Samuel. We don't have um, Trent, Williams. Trent Williams. Yeah, sorry. Oh, my gosh, I forgot him. We don't have Trent Williams. I mean, we're missing a Hall of Famer and a great, and a great weapon on the outside. That's uh, versatile. So, yes, there's no excuse, but, I mean, we just got to play better ball, honestly. But we now have the Browns. We have Randy Gregory. We have Chase Young, okay? That D-line is ferocious. Which was never the problem, by D-line the way. is nasty. Was never the problem. You guys so added now, Chase Young, and it so, was never the problem. So now we should have a Dory Jackson as well, but John Lynch, I don't know what went through his mind not reporting to the NFL. But that's another, that's another day for another time, you know? But... Honestly, I'm not worried. You guys had three straight games of not scoring over 20 points. You're correct, and I'm still not worried. Hmm. 
We don't have Debo Samuel, and we don't have a Hall of Fame left tackle. Not worried. All right, y'all got your next game at Jacksonville. Y'all lose four straight. And Trevor Lawrence is finna get swamped. He's injured. He has a knee injury. He, yes, he's on the bye week this week, just like we are. But if that knee don't come, he better hold that knee How healthy. How does trade protocol work? Like, if they get right into the game, like, right as No. What are you talking about? Like, Chase Young. Like, oh, no, he's playing. He's playing. He can play, he can play by the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because we have a bye week. Oh, yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, he's playing for sure. You got to realize. Or at the Jaguars. Yeah. We have Greenlaw. We have Fred Warner. We have Hargrave. We have Eric Armstead. We have Did you guys have those Nick Bosa. Played, uh, Kirk Cousins? We have Nick Bosa. We have we have Chase Young. And guys, now we have Randy Gregory. So now we don't have to rely on Nick Nick Bosa be there third third down, second down, fourth in inches. We don't need – we're not really relying on him as much as we used to. Did you guys have Fred Warner when you played the Browns? Yes. Okay. So I think the problem here is not y'all defense. Y'all offense, I feel like... I know. The problem is the injury Brock, bug. We, we caught the injury bug. Brock I knew he was going to catch it. That's, that's why I say, like, the main if, thing for 49 fans not to worry about is that you can equate bug. what your thing is. It's pretty. Your yeah. offense. He's, like... He just needs to get real back in. In a time where, like, we're talking about a Patrick Holmes and we're talking about a Tua, at a time where, like, he needs to be a start... Not even elite. Just a starting quarterback and make these timely throws. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy's not doing that. At a time where, like, you don't have Christian McCaffrey getting 110 yards and two touchdowns, where you don't have Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayu going crazy... A time where you need to make timely throws, Brock Purdy is not making those throws. He's not, and I can admit to that. That's why he needs to get real back in. I think he thinks he's off the leash, and he's just doing so great that he can do these cross-body throws and this, down the third thing. He's Patrick Mahomes when he's not. So it's just it's just a whole coaching thing. He needs to get real back in, and I feel like and through the bye week, he's going to realize his mistakes. And we should be crew sailing to finish out the season, even on December 3rd. We should be crew sailing. I'm going to be honest. I, the 49ers, I was just looking at the schedules. I think the Eagles, they got a gauntlet. They got the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys again, the Seahawks. To their next, what's that? That's 49ers schedule? No, that's, no, that's y'all schedule. That's the Cowboys. No, that's the Cowboys. Oh, that's the Cowboys schedule. My bad, that's the Eagles. Yeah, y'all schedule. I apologize, I apologize. Y'all schedule. But yeah, the... Twitch, you look good right now. I like that. Chase Young. I don't know, but look good. Bro. Chase Young, Chase great NFC. addition. Randy Gregory, great addition. That defense, that pass rush is going to be crazy. It's, it's, just D, it's just our DBs. That's all I tell I people. Was say, it's our corners. Say, I don't know why, why did it you It is our corners. We did. We got a Dory Jackson. Just John Lynch didn't say anything. Chase Young. They're going to get after the quarterback. They're going to be great. I think they can still win the NFC, like be the number one seed. I like how you're talking. Because the Eagles, like I said, they have a god. The Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys. They're going to do Cowboy things. Let's slow down a second here. Yes, Mike, preach. And then preach. Brock Purdy, even though Brock Purdy had those three bad games, dropped those three bad games, had some terrible throws against the Bengals. That interception to Logan Wilson, I was just watching the film on that. That was a terrible throw, Jeff. I don't know what he was thinking, but Brock Purdy, is still going to be a really good quarterback. He's only, what, 12-5 and five, uh, interception to TD, well, TD to interception ratio, 68 completion percentage. Brock Purdy, he's going to turn it around. He, I don't think he has – has he played 16 games yet? Yeah, yes, if, we're, if, we're, if we're counting postseason, yes. Well, I'm Post just saying regular season. season. Yeah. No, he's coming up close up on it, though. Yeah, Brock Purdy, he'll be fine. He just – he's just, you know, that he's hitting that rookie wall. You know, that's what we're going to call it. We're gonna hit, he's hitting his rookie wall. All right. If Jeff is so confident in the team, which I still think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, um, we also have the best record. Uh, we don't have a quarterback that is Brock Purdy. So the I Eagles like, haven't given me a win where, like, yeah, I can I, see the Eagles as the best team in the NFC. I think you're insane. Which other team in the NFC is better than us? The 49ers. Off of losing three straight games, including the Vikings yeah. and PJ Walker on the Browns. <laughs> it's not the Browns, so. it's PJ Walker. PJ Walker. The Browns he doesn't have, have a picture the on the Browns NFL. have a dog they defense. Have crazy yeah. defense. What? I will say, you put it on paper, they've only so, lost. Outside of the Bengals, they've lost by a total of seven points. And the Bengals absolutely smacked them. What Can are you saying one more time, Jalen? <laughs> on paper, outside of the Bengals, 49ers lost the last two games. Previous to that, but only seven points. So the 49ers would be fine. So yeah. You guys lost. It's October. Kirk Cousins on Monday My night. My bad, it's no Kirk Cousins on Monday night, which is, what is that, his second win on Monday night in his career? And Kirk. you guys lost to P.J. Walker. Kirk Cousins is playing some really good football. Well, unfortunately, he got hurt. Unfortunate, yeah. unfortunate yeah. Kirk Cousins uh, towards Achilles. Um, rest easy, uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, get better. What do you mean, rest easy? Rest easy, get better. Please. Please, come on, Drew. Let's relax. All right. <laughs> Eagles best team in the NFC. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Moving on, guys. Let's go ahead and go to the NBA. Ooh, okay. We got a lot going on in the NBA right now. It's the hot, the hottest, hottest topic right now. James Harden gets traded to the Clippers for a couple picks and some old thirty-year-old wings. 
what do you guys? <laughs> what do you guys? You put think it like about, that. What do you? Because that's what he got traded for. What did? What did Philadelphia? But you know what's crazy? This is his fourth time getting what he wants and as far as trade. Yeah, let me let me just say. Let me just say hey, this real quick. Let me just say who, this real quick. Whoever his I'm agent, all, I'm or, all for player empowerment. But when you're just gonna cry, baby, and fat suit your way out of every team, <laughs> it's disgusting at this point. He cried his way out of Houston, and then he went to New York. New York, I understand. Kyrie Irving was wilding. Kevin Durant don't care. He just wanted who. I understand why you left. You go to Philadelphia. You don't show up in Philadelphia. You don't show up. You play like garbage. You're like, ah, oh, man, I need a $200 million contract. Even though you just play like garbage in the playoffs. They don't want to pay you. And now you cry and complain you're the Clippers. I have a question. So if you were in the NBA, would you want your money too? Even I would want my money too, but I also need to perform for my job. You don't, you don't play, you don't perform at your job. You're not getting paid. You can't be a regular season All Star, then be a no show in the playoffs. You're James Harden. You're like, right. and that's you're a why, franchise player. And that's why he wants his money. His name is James Harden. He's gonna put seats in the stands. You think they, you think they signed James Harden for putting butts in seats, or they signed James Harden to win in playoff games and bring James, some rings back Joel home? Embiid, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm the Philadelphia GM, I don't think Joel Embiid and James Harden's gonna win me a championship regardless. So why do we sign James Harden in the first place? Why do we trade for him? That's a great question. They got rid of Ben Simmons. Oh, that fiasco they had going on. You went and get James Harden, not because of the name James Harden, but you think James Harden's going to get you over the hump. You get your shooter, you get you a playmaker that can go alongside with Joel Embiid. You don't got to worry about James Harden if he's going to shoot. James Harden's going to shoot. If you had James Harden on that team, he's taking that layup over Trey Young instead of Ben Simmons. He's mm -hmm. taking that layup. So that's why you go get a James Harden. And then you get James Harden, and he absolutely does not show up in the playoffs. What was that, game six or seven against the Celtics where he did, didn't take a shot? Come on now. That was game seven. seven. That was yeah. terrible. But to my question is, y'all think the Clippers are like can contest with the Nuggets as far as coming out the West? No. And let me tell you. Yeah, tell why me why. I think so. Well, the Clippers right now, without James Harden, I think they were top. They're like top five in scoring, top five in three point shooting. Mm -hmm. So like the same thing that happened last year. They're a really good team. Um, but now you add James Harden, who's gonna affect the play of I think Russell Westbrook the most. Not for shooting. For Russell Westbrook can't West, really shoot. West, West, Russell Westbrook was playing. Westbrook. Westbrook. West He's been shooting 35% from three as a Clipper. 35% from three. And what's his field goal percentage right now this uh, season? It's I think it's 50. And the field goal percentage this season? This season? Oh, 56. 56. So I think right now Russell Westbrook has been playing great. He's done that good role where he can. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to score. He's not required to score. He's required to do all the things that make Russ Russ. Sam Sam just said PJ Tucker finna play tonight against the Lakers. But nothing about Harden. Nothing about Harden. Harden Why? not playing till Monday. Why? Because he was too busy hookah lounging and crying rather than trying to get ready for the season. I, I think mean, it's the same. It's just it's super like unprofessional to like four teams now. James Harden has done this. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think anybody in the Western Conference can compete with the Nuggets because I think when it comes to April, May, June, I think the Nuggets will be the healthiest team in the NBA yeah. in the Western Conference because we've seen it's Game Four. Devin Booker played one game. Yeah, Bradley yeah. Bill hasn't even played. Yeah, and Bradley Bill didn't look good in that shoot around video. It's only, a it's, it's only a matter of time. His back, before. His back looks different in mine, man. I'm not going to lie. It's only a matter of time before Anthony Davis gives you a little nick on the knee, a shoulder injury, a bag. <laughs> so, paper cut. That too. Uh, he said favorite cut. The Warriors. I'm a big fan of the Warriors. I they old. I think I'm with Charles Barkley. Come on, dog. Steph Curry. He's he literally has to be the savior of that He's team. He's a top three player in basketball right now. Yeah, but he yeah. has to literally be the savior of that team. You're for, right. If they want to win anything. The Clippers. James Harden on the Clippers. I I actually really like that because I think Russ is still gonna be Russ. Without he, the ball in his hand. Yeah, absolutely. His his points per game. We saw that with the Lakers, by the way. They're gonna they're gonna stagger their minutes a little bit. He's gonna because you have four stars. You don't need all of them at the, on the court at the same time. So they're going to stagger the minutes a little bit. I think his, obviously his points per game is going to drop down to maybe 11, 12. His assists may drop by one, two. But last year, the Clippers were 17th in offensive rating. Obviously, James Harden won the most, not most efficient, but one of the most prolific offensive players in history. Yeah, between 10 last year, luckily did assist. Exactly. I agree. So they're going to, their offensive rating is going to go higher. They were 21st in assist percentage last season as well. James Harden, like you said, led the league in assists last year. So... And that's one of the big things that the Clippers, that's why they brought Russell Westbrook in. Because their playmaking was terrible last year before they had Russell Westbrook. So I think adding another playmaker in James Harden, it just, it makes Paul George's now, job easier. Let me ask you this question. James Harden said earlier this year that he wants to go back to a role similar to Houston. Mm -hmm. You think that role's happening in the Clippers? I mean, before, yes and no. prior to Mike D'Antoni. We're was, talking with the Clippers, we're, with the Rockets, we're talking about an ISO player. Yes Everybody's no. standing in the corner. I'm going to step back three. And if I get, if, if help comes, I'm kicking it to the corner. 
I believe so because honestly, I think Russ can play off the ball. I feel like he can cut really well. Play off the ball. Yes, I believe Russ is gonna be a great cutter and just a guy you gotta keep your eye on. PG spot up and he can ISO himself. Kawhi, when he's healthy, he can ISO in the, in the low post, high post, and, and get to his bag. But I feel like they're gonna space out enough with Zubots with the high ball screens for him to ISO really well and just kick out the shooters or even get to his own bag and get to the chicken. So that's what I think, honestly. But let me flip this question to you guys. What is the future like for Joel Embiid on the other end of the spectrum? Oh, I'm, I was talking to somebody earlier about this. Joel Embiid, uh, after this, he's out. Yeah, I think, I think the next he's out by trade deadline. Trade deadline. I don't know. If <laughs> I might, say trade might, deadline. Request it right before the deadline. I don't know if he's out yet. I don't think he'll get something done. Philly did get that unprotected pick from the Clippers. Or was it 2028? 2028. Which the Clippers, we got Kawhi is what? How old? 34. Something Paul George is 33. You think in 2028 they're gonna still be good on this team? It's 2023. You you think he's gonna wait till 2028? But I'm saying, but his why I brought up that draft pick is saying that that draft pick can get moved for that, what? For anybody? For somebody else? Because Tyrese Maxey currently is taking the leap, which is what made this James Harden trade so easy. So I feel like if you can trade that 2028 uh, unprotected first round pick for the Clippers and get somebody, maybe Zach Levine's available now at like the trade deadline. Nah, bro, you gotta get out of there. Watch the Knicks. Watch the Warriors. There's two potential landing spots for Jordan. He's not going to work. He's not going to work. Let me already. They can't even out. afford to pay that guy. <laughs> Nicholas Batum, Patrick Beverly, Robert Covington, Tobias Harris, Trey Maxey, Kenyon Martin Jr., Melton, Marcus Morris Sr. Do you think that's a, a team that can compete a team, in the but East? I think this Do you think is that's, not the no, last. no, 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 no. Do I don't think, think this is the last move. Philly answer my making, question. Though. Do you think that team can compete in the East? No, it makes not with some his noise. current roster. All right, so that's why he got to get up out of there. No, I'm and just I, I got I'm another question for you, Brian. You yeah. brought up Zach Levine. Do you think Zach Levine moves the needle for the Sixers? Does he move the needle for like, the Sixers? Are they a top three team in the East? No, my bad. Are they? Are they? They're top three team in the East. You stand no business. That's what I like. I don't want to. I don't like. I don't even want to say top three team because if you're three, that means you're not the best and you're not coming out. So do you think that puts them over the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks? It definitely puts them. It, it's the it puts Celtics or the now. Bucks. It puts you at a better position to keep Joel Embiid happy. Does it? No, no, no. Answer the question. Stand on business. Does it put them the above again. the Celtics or the Bucks? It doesn't put you over the okay, Celtics. Okay, so or why the make Bucks? that move? Because if you want your superstar player to stay here, you have to get some superstar. He's already not to go happy. He's, it's dysfunctional. He's, what, they're gonna he's get. Dis- he's they they're gonna get rid of the they're gonna dysfun- trade, dysfunctional player. They're gonna trade Zach Levine. And they're gonna trade for Zach Levine, and where's it gonna put him? Back I'm not losing saying, in the second round. I'm not saying get just Zach Levine, but a player like Zach Levine's talent in that backcourt, a Tyrese Max, Zach Levine backcourt. That's Bro, a nasty backcourt. I like that backcourt. He's 29. He's been oh. the league since 2014, and you haven't sniffed a finals. You like that backcourt over the uh, Drew Holiday? You gotta and, uh, go and Jalen Brown backcourt. No, you gotta get out of there. Max averaging 30. Darius oh. Garland and Donovan Mitchell backcourt. Yes. Yeah, you're crazy. You got to get out of here. If Tyrese Maxey is going to keep playing like how Tyrese Maxey is playing right now, yes, I, I do like Zach Levine. Because that was Zach Levine averaging right now? 29? Has Zach Levine made it to the second round either? Has he has made it out the first round? Has Zach Levine ever had talent like Joel Embiid? Uh, but they're wasting no. Joel Embiid's time. He got to get out of here. But that's what I'm saying. If you have this pick, I, th- I don't think this is the last move Philly is making. I think they have more moves. I don't think if you have a Joel Embiid. If you, you get wanna, a Zach Levine, that's not going to put cap- you over you, the top. I'm not saying j- just Zach Levine. What, but what moves can they make? What You get Zach Levine and who? Uh, you have that draft. Who do they who do they have that entices you on here? You, on Patrick Philly? Beverly on Philly? No, that doesn't that's move what you. I'm saying. They, Tobias they Harris, does that move you? They have that draft capital. They does have Tobias that, Harris they have move that you? Draft pick for the Clippers. They have that draft pick. Shoot, that you move pick, like Tobias Harris. That draft pick, <laughs> I do move like Tobias. Most Harris. trades, obviously, yeah, the draft capital is very intriguing, but you're gonna have to throw a couple players in, a player or two. And nobody is I, really I just think enticing other is, Tyrese Maxey. I just think Philly's making another move, and, and I'm this sorry, is not the only move they're gonna make. The Bulls don't want Nicholas Batum. They don't want Robert Covington. That's too much money. But they do want that draft pick. They don't want Korkmaz. They like, do want that draft come pick. On. They do want that draft I mean, you'll do anything for a draft pick, but you also got to keep in mind what you want as a team yourself. And If I'm the Bulls, the team I have currently right now hasn't done anything for me. So I might as well. They were I'm... they were a top seed when Lonzo Ball was healthy. When was that again? Uh, 2022. Okay, I, say, I say they rebuild and get ready for Cooper Flag Cooper at this Flag. point. Cool, get re- might as well get rid of Cooper Flag. Lonzo Ball not even playing this year. He with us. Like, right. what, are you, what are you talking about? Sixers need to just... Give it up. Get ready for Cooper Flag. The Dylan. Hart- Just get ready for them boys. And hey. speaking of Cooper Flag, and potential top picks, currently right now we have some really good rookie play in the NBA, guys. Uh, I know it's early. I know That's it's early. Luster. I know it's early. But if we had to pick a rookie of the year, right, or who we think is going to win rookie of the year based off what we've seen so far, who are we taking? We can start on let's, that. Let's go. With, let's go, with Jay. Jay, well, tell me what you think. Who, who we got rookie so far? I'm gonna go. I mean, obviously, I feel like it's a popular answer, but Minyanis. I feel like we haven't seen. Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta get my words right. Can you really, 
Yeah, we're we going to Jeff. Yeah. Man, I'm going with Chet. I'm going with Cheddar. Honestly, yeah, he played against Jokic. It looked bad. I mean, yeah, he showed he was skinny. It's Jokic. He don't got girth on him, but hey, that brother's been balling. I ain't going to lie. He shot really well. I believe it was against Detroit Pistons. Yeah, he mm -hmm. came out three straight threes. I mean, he hooping 15 points per game, six rebounds. Assist needs to get up, but, I mean, he's 2. balling. 2.8 blocks so far, so he's definitely being yeah. the rim protector we thought he was going to be. What do you think, Trump? Uh, Jeff knows ball. It's definitely Chet Hogan. We're not buying into the Wimbenyama hype. What do you mean we're not buying? Because, I'm not. Like, Wimbenyama, he's a good player, but I seen, I forgot who I was uh, listening to. Somebody on ESPN, they said Wimbenyama is either going to be honest with a jump shot or he's going to be KD who can catch lobs. Oh, wow. Oh, guys. <laughs> my word. What a terrible comparison. Right. It's not, not a guy, no, Paul, it's not, it's not going to be a terrible comparison, but. You said Giannis and Kevin Durant. You got compared You got compared to LeBron James as the best prospect since LeBron coming in. So I don't need you to be a more efficient three-point shooter if that's what you're so going to you do. You got compared to LeBron and you fell under Giannis and Kevin Durant? No, like generational talent. Like, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I know. So, so you got compared to LeBron and then, you're and then you fall to what Giannis and Back to the main Kevin thing, though. Durant. Chad Hogan's the rookie of the year right now. He's shooting 62% from three, 60% from the field. That's the highest among the top three rookies that I got on my, you know, rookie of the year leaderboard, Victor Nyama and Brandon Miller. And 2.8 blocks, that's tied for third in the league right now. So he's doing it on both ends of the ball. I think he's one of the candidates for the defensive player award as well. So yeah. I think he can win both of those awards. Both? Wait, 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 rookie of the year and defense player. And defense? Wow, yeah. Okay. All right, interesting, interesting. Yeah, he has a chance. I mean... Um, I'm going to go with Victor Vibiyama. Victor Vibiyama is shooting 26% from the field. 26% from three. From three, from three. yeah, sorry, three. 46% from the field, and you're seven to five. The rim is right here. <laughs> there is no reason. Watching, there is no reason for him to be also, that big and missing shots. If we're also watching the games, um, I feel like there's a lot of times where Victor Webinyama has very easy baskets or he has a mismatch, and his teammates are just missing him completely. Yeah, sometimes that is the case, yeah. Now, it's no, it's no question who has a better team around him, Chet Holgram or Victor Webinyama. Or they sometimes it's, force him and Chet put him in bad situations. They put him in bad situations. That's why his turnovers are so high right now, because like they're just kind of dependent on him handling the ball in the middle of the paint too much which i don't want my 4.8 turnovers i do not want my seven foot four player to just handle the ball in the middle of the paint because they're already trying to make a statement out of, of, of webin yama and get physical with him and push him around and everything and if you're just going to clog him in the paint by just forcing the ball there instead of getting him easy looks of course your turnover is going to be high but as far as like the flashes I've seen so far, I've seen an elite rim, uh, rim protector. He's averaging currently two blocks per game, and I think that number's going to go up even higher, um, being what his current skill he has now. 26% from three. I do not think that's going to stay there. He had a really bad shooting game against the Rockets, so that's why his percentage is so low right now. But I do not think he's going to stay around 26%. I do like him around 33 32% from the field, from the three, for the rest of the season. And I feel like if it's even close between Webinyama or Chad Hogram, just based off of pure hype, we're going to give it to Weapon Yama. Before you go, Jay, let me throw a sneaky pick. And I dissed him when he got drafted, mm -hmm. but Brandon Miller. Mm -hmm. He has been hooping. Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller. Now, I watched him when he played against the Pistons. Oh, he snapped. I'm not going to lie. I was dissing him. I was like, he's trash. He's at the third. But, I mean, he's shooting 43 from three and 47 from the field. He could. So, that's my sleeper pick. You, you, you go, go Jalen. I was saying Wimbledon because Trini brought up a point about him not finding his identity with the sense of like KD who can catch lobs or Giannis. I think that once he finds his identity, he's still putting up 16, 16 points a game, 7.5 rebounds. They're using him all over the floor. He's continuing to be dynamic. So I, I feel like once he finds his identity, he can continue to be dominant. Absolutely. Jeff, you should have knew Brandon Lewis was a problem when they were calling him a murderer. Okay, they was calling crazy. him a murderer at Alabama, and he continued to score 40 points. You should have known Brandon Miller is was going to be a problem in the NBA right now. Coming that's out, crazy. coming out, they compared him to Jabbar Smith Jr. And I think to start their careers, I think. Man, can you get compared to Jabbar Smith Jr. if you play one season? Yeah, that's pretty early for a comp. I yeah. can, I can see just as far as like shooting and height goes, I can, yeah. I can see that. But I think he'll be a better scorer than Jabbar Smith. I think he'll be a better player. Yeah, that works. Anyways, that works. Anyways, anyways, thank you guys for listening. This concludes another episode of Halftime with the Playmakers. Your partner with the live show, The Playmakers, on ninety point five, the Flavor Station, from twelve to two on Saturdays. I am Brian Hall Jr. representing Broward County as per usual. You guys go ahead and say how you feel. How you feeling today? And let's uh, go ahead and get out of here, man. I just want to thank God. You know, without him, I wouldn't be able to do what I love. I want to thank Jeff and Trish, you know, for bringing me on and showing me the ropes of how to become a better, you know, sports analyst. So I want to thank them. We're still working on it. Don't yeah, worry. what's your take? But first and foremost, I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Shout out to the family back home. Shout out to the guys in the studio. Shout out to my friends here at FAMU. Just 
being in my corner. That's all I got. Uh, so I shout out to my family. I'm turning 19 this week. So one thing. And you want to tell the bros? Hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I'm turning turn 19 on Saturday. I just want to say thank you guys hey. for giving me a chance. I'm a freshman on the podcast. I've still got a lot to learn, but they said you can take them. Okay. Okay, that boy turned 19. 19. Big, big tang in it, huh? <laughs> big tang. Thank you guys for listening. This is Halftime with the Playmakers.